The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the power of water and water by science. For many years now, this show has been coming on every Monday for the hour, and someday when I find more time, we'll do it more frequently but stressing what your life is all about and the nature of the planet you're living on. When you look out your door, take a peek at nature's way of doing things. It is a technology of its own. Way back in time, there was a blue circle, a blue streak clear around the whole planet of Earth billions of years ago. We forget about that water. But it was evaporating into a mist. And as I've been teaching you on this show, and all of you scientists that listen to me that I know that are now studying evaporation, the evaporation of water is where we're at today. So far back, billions, that blue, wa- that blue around the planet Earth had a change. And the evaporation became a heavier droplet, not just a fine mist. And that's where we're at today. The water came down. Water filled up the aquifers. We call them their modern words. We invented those words. They filled up the aquifers, came to the surface, and here came soil as a species. And always remember that as we begin to develop a technology on the planet Earth, Earth was to that developing technology too. For us to be able to have the ability for those mountains to protect the water, rock to absorb and protect water, species began to develop of life. And because you think you're a species and life around you can be a species, just remember, Earth is the nature of species because It's water. We forgot that. And as you've been learning from our guests on the show that are scientists and those of us who are in research all the time, daily, we're teaching you that at the beginning of time is where we're at today. But if it wasn't for technology and new growth and new advancement, patience and time, we would not be able to develop where where we're at today. And it's called technology. It's not nature, it's technology. And that nature of life on Earth <clears throat> develops with time and energy with what to do for Earth to be here for eternity. And without the water, there would be no eternity. 
And as I've taught you, your body coming from your mother's pocket of water, in that pocket of water being developed, the mother as a custodian of that baby was doing hopefully everything just right. And when that baby was born and came to the atmospheric water vapor, it's called atmosphere, and the water vapor began to keep that baby alive. Hopefully, the parents, as custodians of that life, the life is owned by the baby and the nature of that will and that faith of this earth. And that baby begins to develop with percentage of water per organ, living with the water vapor to keep it alive. And as you've been taught on the show, we as a body of life, is, we're like a battery charged with the electrolytic contact of the water vapor. That moment when the baby is born, as you've learned, there are no two eyes alike, no two fingerprints alike. That baby even has a little different look and develops into a life of, of a little difference because of evaporation of the body from the moment that baby was born, it began to lose water called evaporation. The water vapor of the air would help supplement it. But we've had to develop technology to try to slow that body water evaporation down. It's how you drink water. It's how you breathe. It's how you eat the proper nutrition. It's how you moderately exercise. And it's how you sleep. Now think about what I just said. That's what Earth learned how to do to have sustainability of where we're at today. And there is a word out there called sustainability. You need a sustainability of how to live with the planet with your priority of water number one. Now, the brain, I've been, my secretary got me some really good stuff on research on the internet for us today. Search for water and your brain on the internet. But there was one in particular written by Merlin Hearn, H-E-A-R-N, Water and the Brain Function, How to Improve Memory and Focus. In the womb, when the organs begin to develop, the brain and the eyes are connected at the same breath. Why did the technology of nature do that? Because the surface of the eye is 99% water. How did you think your eyes are getting that vision ability to have that electrolytic lens to be able to electrolytically focus and see and operate those eyes to the function that are necessary? The brain behind the eye is 80 to 85% water. What do you think is happening if you get angry, angry, tired, sitting at a computer, get driving a car and get drowsy? You're trying to work out physically and you become tired or frustrated, discouraged, emotional. What do you think all those emotional reactions are? Craving, addiction, because the brain could become so dehydrated because your eyes at the surface 
are not getting enough supplement to slow down the evaporation of the eye living with the water environment, its atmosphere. Always think that way. That is important to you. That is new technology. So remember, when the brain, you're needing energy, you're not drinking enough water. When you think you're not focusing correctly and you're, you're tired, you're not drinking. You need more water. Water is the key and the secret to your life. That's why this show started years ago. It's the secret to the planet Earth's life. As you've heard me say years ago, I was so disappointed in the state of California. They keep making decisions that are focusing only on emotion, not on the health of their state. The health of that state in water in the early 60s, they built a canal to get water through the state so it wouldn't have any mistakes. Well, it did. It cut the spigot off, and the ranchers and the agricultural fields became cracked and becoming sand. They'll become like the Middle East in time. They'll be like Mexico, Arizona, New Mexico. They're going to be more sand. And what happens with sand? Lifeless microorganisms. So I keep praying they'll listen, but I don't think they will. They keep making their decisions emotionally, not with technology. And technology is where we're at today. That's where we have to be today. And we're hoping that our new administration keep their promise about the infrastructure and water is going to have an infrastructure and a sustainability focus in technology because that is the future of the strength of our country, our states, and our planet. Today we have a really exciting guest. I'm really looking forward to her. She, her name is Renee Mullen Masters. She's got a great story. <clears throat> Excuse my voice today. She's the owner of Reality Productions. How, and she's got a topic that she wants to hear, wants us to talk about, how the brain works and the new book called Friendship Pod. Well, listen first to our sponsor. As you know, I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research, Water Life Science. We're over 25 years old. We're in Grants Pass, Oregon, many years here. And we specialize only in water research and what the human life and all life on the planet and the species of growth. But we like technology studies. We want to study what can be new breakthroughs. But we developed with the, with the request of universities and physicians and research across the United States many years ago. I was requested to study the eyes and what was happening with blindness. There was a very good article in the Wall Street Journal from Allergan last week about what is happening with dry eye and blindness. People need to be educated about dry eye. What is blindness? Vision impairment. Your eyes are too dry. The supplementation of the atmosphere is not enough for that individual, and it's going to be for many people, millions around the world. We're getting ready to launch in China. In China, they're going to be having the product 
Nature's Tears Eye Mist on the market here this summer, and it's going to be exciting because the world will begin to hear from the United States and around the world that dry eye is out of control. You need to apply every day that supplement like you brush your teeth with tissue culture-grade water, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be back with Renee. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Renee, are you with us? I am with you. I'm here. <laughs> well, thank you. And I want to thank you for coming on today. I, um, I decided not to introduce you with the what I have read about you, but tell the audience about what you do. Well, I am uh, a person that inspires greatness in people. Okay. And um, that's my, that's, that's what I want to do is inspire greatness in people. (laughs) And why, what led you to, first of all, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in central California. Mm-hmm. And um, my first book, which is called You're Smarter Than You Think, it, it was written because when I went to school, um, all of a sudden I gave up on myself because I didn't fit in. And so even if I didn't know that, I just kind of went to, uh, um, I had to, fit into how school was being taught, which was contrary to who I was. And mm-hmm. so I gave up on, um, uh, you know, I kind of put a little box around my brain that said, I'm not very smart, I'm stupid, I don't fit in, blah, 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 which a bunch of us do. And then all of a sudden, when I bumped into Dr. Howard Gardner's work many, many years later, all of a sudden, I went, oh my gosh, that's why after I got my master's degree, I felt stupid. It was because I had this point of view that I had built up from um, fit, trying to fit into a system that didn't fit for me 
and I had a point of view that said, I'm stupid, I don't fit in, I'm dumb, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then mm-hmm. when I read Dr. Gardner's work, who talks about all the different ways in which we learn and that everybody learns differently and school is taught a particular way, all of a sudden I woke up and it was like turning on a light bulb. And all of a sudden, all those feelings of, I don't fit in, I'm not smart, da-da-da-da-da, all went away. They just Mm -hmm. went away. And Mm -hmm. it was because that point of view got erased. I'm I'm 75 years old, and I remember way back in time as a young person, um, you know, I would challenge teachers as a young first grader, second grader. My parents allowed me to challenge them at home. That uh, <laughs> if I had something I wanted to be curious about or had a point of view about. And and, uh, and then when I got into school, <clears throat> the teachers didn't enjoy that. <laughs> and uh, I found myself um, challenged uh, to keep my mouth shut and get through it all. But what happens to young people, don't you think uh, that it's possible that the teachers are not taking an interest in their students, that they're just doing a job, and maybe it's not you so much as the way they're teaching out of a book um, almost artificially? That, uh, you know, I never forget when my brother graduated from the school of Wharton School, and he'd gone through the Vietnam uh, Marine Corps for four years, and he uh, graduated from the University of Oregon first. But then he graduated Wharton School, master's degree, right at the top. And he walked out, and he called me, and he said, well, I just graduated from what's probably the number one school in the country, but I don't know what I learned, what they were trying to teach me, but now I've got to go practice what I think they might have tried, what I might have tried to learn. And uh, do you believe that, to, that people today, the teachers are forgetting that there's, there's, the students need to be participating with them? Well, there's a... <clears throat> hmm. I, I don't know exactly how this happened, but in school, there is a point of view on the part of most teachers and most educators that even though people learn differently, they think there's only one way to learn. And it's a point of view. And what happens, and I've bumped up against it (laughs) for the last, Mm -hmm. you know, 25, 30 years. I know what that feels Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. And um, what's happened as a result is that we have people like your brother who got out of school and said, I don't understand why I did what I did. What what did I get? And now you got to go practice. Yeah. (laughs) Now, yeah. What's, what's this all about? Yeah. What is, what, why did I do this? But that's a, but more importantly with your brother or with myself, part of the reason why we had that feeling is that, the educational system <clears throat> doesn't honor two-thirds of the population. And so here we are, little kids. There you go. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We radio talk show hosts do that. That's yeah. what I was thinking. That, yeah. To be fair, I'm going to be fair. 
I'm always there because people in research like myself, we are always there of how did they get to that? How did they do that? Where did they come from there? And who agrees, who doesn't agree, and come about? I don't care if you're looking at what. Um, I think you're hitting on something there, Renee. Uh, what happened to our education system through the hundreds of years that they didn't want to participate with the excitement of the students participating with who they are? Well, yeah, you know, they came, yeah. yeah, they came with a, um, I don't even know where this came from, but they came with a belief that we all learn the same way. And I remember when I walked into school, it was like a foreign country. I couldn't yeah. connect with any yeah. of it except for the art, the color crayons, and recess. <laughs> I was okay in those two areas and maybe music, but the rest of it... And probably looking at the clock, when's this class going to be over? Yeah, (laughs) and it's... I'm relating to you. That was me. (laughs) But what's more important is that we have a bunch of people out in the real world like you and me and your brother and and children the population. All over the world, right. Yeah, who are walking around thinking of themselves at some level, I'm not smart, I don't measure up, I can't compete, uh, blah, 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 blah. And what we did is we formed a point of view about ourselves from that experience. Yes, Uh, looking at at what was going on around us, we took it personal. We took it personal. We were not yeah. being challenged to what we believed is what we wanted to be, the curiosity of learning something that we wanted to um, be educated on, adopt the word education. We wanted to learn. I yeah, know that. and it's like I've watched this school system going on for several years now, and um, I narrowed it in, Renee, uh, and we'll get into more here about artificial intelligence and more, too, but... The thing about it is, is I, I learned that it's, you know what, it, it's going to sound very strange, but I'm a very common sense person. Good old-fashioned no. manners, courtesy to another human being, respecting them for each individual where they come from. In schools, they're not doing that. The faculty, to me, I'm going to say this, are not dressing to go to class to look professional. They're not... They're not well mannered. Uh, They're not people who are not being so courteous to turn to each student and give them the the uh, respective individualities. The students are coming into class, being related to that vulnerability and that I'll call it a disease of not having good manners either. So how when you don't have good manners and being courteous and respecting somebody else's outlook openly to be fair and they're where they're coming from and where they're at and, and conducting a classroom with uh, curiosity and excitement and wanting to learn and everybody participate open-mindedly with what the teacher is teaching, that is bad manners. It's very bad well, manners. And I years ago said to these girls, I said, you ought to write a book on manners because they wanted to write a book. I said, in schools, and you'll get, get in these class, go, go around to all these schools, write the book, 
get around and tell them you'll come in and show them where you come from. They didn't do it, darn it, Renee. <laughs> but back to individuality of where, where you're at today now. So you've come through uh, getting to know who you are, getting to know Renee. And then you found yourself, I guess, here, that you found that how the, your brain, the brain works and, and what, what you're after as a person and looking for other people that maybe are wanting to learn with you. Is, did I and create a friendship with that learning of curiosity? Well, what I want to say is that um, what, I, what I discovered and what people discover with my program is they discover their authentic self. And this book that, the new book that I wrote, The Friendship Pod Affair, it's, um, <laughs> it takes place in Jerusalem, but it's not just about Jerusalem. It's, all of, it's about all of us. Um, these, these three unlikely friends, two Palestinians and an Israeli, they have um, something really horrible happen to them. And they decide that they're, they're going to give up their point of view because they don't want anyone to feel as awful as they have felt. That the, this, this pain that they're experiencing needs to stop right now. And what the story is about is about solution. It's about inspiration. It's about bringing um, connection to people that have felt like they couldn't connect. And it brings a peace to their countries that nobody thought could happen. And the reason this happened is that magically people were able to let go of their point of view about themselves. And when we have a point of view about ourselves, we disconnect from who we really are, our authentic self. Renee, you, um, you're right. In fact, uh, my field is studying the behavior of the body's evaporation process as an individual. See, when that baby is born and that left a pocket of water. It lives in the atmosphere of the water vapor, and there's no two eyes alike, fingerprints. We're all a little different, and we have our differences, and we grow, we mature. But the body has emotions living with, the, with that atmosphere, and we're not, we're not always in control. In fact, really, we're not really in control. It's the, the nature of our life is in control of us based on that behavior, and you are right on, and you had maybe no idea scientifically how right on you are, is the human emotions are electrolytic. See, are we what? had scientists on here that when the body is made up of water, per, percentage of water per organ, and it was nourished in water to develop, and it came to the planet Earth to live in the atmospheric water vapor, the battery, the body is like a battery being electrically charged by the water vapor of the atmosphere. And because there's no two people exactly alike, right. and that's been proven, that you're right on about the emotions of people 
I've said to many people, we have to be respectful. We have to look at other people's outlook and emotions with respect. The fact that the ecosystem balance of our planet has lived with the rest of the solar system for so long to balance itself that we need to be a balance that when we see somebody doing something we don't agree with, we need to find out how we can get to the middle. We don't want to say, I'm going to change you. Now, I think that's what you're thinking. We just want to know how we can balance this and respect each other and learn from each other with what well, we haven't learned before. Exactly. What happens, the story, okay, when I wrote, when I started writing The Friendship Pot Affair, I wanted to write a story that talked about solution, not problem. I'm really tired of talking about the problem. Let's talk about right. the solution, okay? Yeah. Good and, for you. And what I, what I um, create, the, what these kids discovered is something that they discovered when they met at camp. And what it is, is it's a phenomena that can happen, and it's been proven. And that is if, if, if I am sitting across from somebody that has a different position than I have, and I don't agree with it, and that person disagrees with me, if we simply sit across from each other and we honestly express how we feel, and the other person expresses how they feel, and we do nothing else, we allow whatever is going to happen, there is a magic that steps in and changes everything. You and right. you, you may have, well, I know this is, I hate bringing this up because <laughs> it's so charged, but there's a videotape that was around before the election, and they did an experiment about this. They took people who were voting for Trump and put them in a room, put a one-way glass between them and put Clinton in the other, people that were interested in Clinton in the other side. And they had the Trump people talk about why they believed in Trump. And the Hillary people just had to listen. And then they switched the mirror and then the Hillary people got to express how they felt. And then they opened the doors. And they let the two groups interact. And it was magical. It was the way it's supposed to be. There was listening and understanding and appreciation. You know, and that's you, what you we're talking about. You did get something that's very... Um, um, you didn't head down to something with the behavior pattern <laughs> of what is happening for many, many hundreds and hundreds of years with people who have become emotionally caught up in self-indulgence. And hold on, I've got a call. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the self-indulgent person, um, sadly, is a person who, uh, if you don't do it my way, uh, I'm going to be emotional about it, and I'm going to be bullying you. And that has been the most fascinating study for me to study when you bring this up, is the behavior of what's come so far, so long, 
is why do they think that if I bully you, you're going to stop and take me serious? Um, why is it that they think... Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. That's a really good point. In my book, The Friendship Pot Affair, she has a spiritual type experience, and she is told that we believe that retribution, and that's what you're talking about, we believe that if somebody punches me in the face, it'll be okay if I punch them in the face. Right? Isn't that the thinking that we go on? And we believe that retribution is is a solution. It isn't a solution. Okay, I've got to take one break. I only take one during the whole show, and we'll come back, and we'll uh, work on that uh, okay. intellectual side of it. Okay. Um, without emotions. <laughs> you, you, you sit there, Renee. I'll be right back. I'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Cares Eye Mist. The surface of your eyes are 99% water. They're not an eye drop. They're not saline solutions. They're water. That's why vision impairment is serious. And as blindness is out of control, you need to provide the health of your eye, that supplement, like you brush your teeth and other things you provide, a supplement. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is with tissue culture grade water endorsed by thousands of ophthalmologists and physicians throughout the world. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Renee Mullen-Masters. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. You've got a wonderful subject there that I think our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing you and I discuss. <laughs> when, when, let's say, as long as I can remember, I, I was allowed to do this in my home, though, growing up. But if you have a difference of opinion or a difference of whatever, if I wanted to go do something or I had an opinion about something, my parents allowed me to discuss it. We even were allowed to, let's say, debate or argue as long as we didn't get mad, upset, annoyed, to the point that we were being disrespectful to the other side if they disagreed. 
what is happening to me? I, my outlook, because I have to study this, Renee, with behavior of the molecular ability of evaporation from the body, living with the... I have to study. That's what my world is. And I've had breakthroughs after breakthroughs globally. Um, that the behavior of an individual who is so convinced there is no balance is, is very interesting because they're so convinced there's no way to balance. And I look at the planet Earth, how it had to live with a balance, with a solar system, how it had to go through billions of years to get here. And we're influenced by that every day. People don't think that way, but they are. That atmosphere is your barometer. It's your influence of everything about you personally. So like you said, people to sit down and, 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 and talk and try to figure out how they can intellectually put their emotions aside and learn what, why is that person thinking that way? Uh, and then walk away and evaluate it. And another time you can think maybe you could say more on your own side, but you get to know why is that person so emotionally ready to jump off a cliff for that, for what, what they're, what at that moment have you noticed well, this is what's happening with behavior patterns? They can't well, control their behavior. Oh, and they're wanting everybody to defend themselves. But I think you have to start. You have to lo- start looking at the this from a different perspective. I think instead of looking at what's wrong, let's look at what's right and what is possible. And I think that you talk about balance. And in this story that I wrote, um, there's one moment where they have to they have to confront the person that did this horrible thing to them. And in the moment, um, one person absolutely wants to kill this other person, but she has made a commitment within herself to say no more. There's not going to be any more violence here, period. I've drawn a line. And in that moment, when she, because she had that commitment, when he was talking to her, she was able to see his pain instead of her pain, her own pain. And see, I think that just the act of being willing to sit down across from somebody starts something magical to happen. And I think magic, (laughs) people are probably going to think I'm nuts, but I believe that there's something here that we don't tap into, but we could very easily. Um. From the beginning of time through this, uh, that's the only reason they ever were to get us to thought. I'm convinced. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but that's, you know, it just sounds, it's really true what you're saying. Well, historically, 
Well, remember, I study behavior of evaporation of the body's emotions. And, and that behavior of evaporation and your emotions causes a dehydration effect individually. Remember, no two eyes are alike. Fingerprints. We all have a different, we all have a different emotion to what we want. Or if somebody tries to attack us, like you said. Right. And, and, it, uh, and nowadays, uh, we found ourselves, um, for so long, it was, let's go to battle. Now, thank God they did. Thank God here in the United States they did. Uh, when Japan was attacking China, and China was defenseless and had no way to protect themselves, thank God the Americans came to help them. The, 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 the history would have not been where it's at over in Europe. Thank God the Americans said, there's enough of enough. There's too much complacency. We, we cannot... We cannot allow this to go on. And thank well, God they did because history yeah. would have been. I've been that's, this way about true. rape. I'm going to come another direction. I've been this way about the word rape. So far back, you and I being females, way back in time, of girls who were raped and had to hide it because nobody would want to believe them. Exactly. And, and what what... What we're talking about is uh, most of the time when people do things that are bad, they do it in an unconscious way. We, I'm going ba- to back you up for a second to think about something, though. So say that I again. I don't know if I, that word unconscious with well, science, with what I come from, with the faith of God and all. I don't know. I think the person, I can't say they were born that way at that moment, but I can say something happened to their emotions. Yes. I don't know if I call it conscious. Uh, now, why did you call it conscious? It's, well, no, I'm saying it's unconscious. I'm not oh, saying unconscious way because it's, yeah, it's, it's like, an emotion. It's, it's just like what we talked about at the beginning. We, we all went unconscious in our first years of school about our brilliance because we had to fit in. And we continue to be unconscious about our brilliance because it's unconscious. It's gone unconscious. And I'm here about yelling <laughs> to the world, hey, wake up. You are not a dummy. Right. You do have things to contribute. I like to contribute. You know, yeah. you are wonderful. And I think that when you talk about a person who rapes someone else, I think that person... <laughs> I know, I, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to go lock him up and kill him and brutalize him and, you know, do things that you can't even think about. There's a part of me that could go there. But the truth is, that's the moment where we got to talk to the guy and find out what, what is causing that. What is causing that? Because until we understand the cause... It's never going to stop. Mm 
Do you know why I use the word rape in the thinking? Is because when people go to when people go to abuse and bully another human being, they're raping them. They're trying to to, to test them. How much could they take? And there's an emotional behavior that is very concerning that to me today in the last years is so complacent about what that danger is to me, Renee, because complacency without, uh, let's go back to the good old-fashioned manners of discipline of manners. See, way back in time, our era, you were judged by your class if you had good manners. It didn't make any difference if you had money in the bank or not. And, and you can think back on being courteous and concerning and fair to other people's outlook and what they want in their life. And don't be so harsh to judge, whether it be religion or your choice of clothing, the house you want to live in or whatever. But when a person would have concerns and manners for another human being, it's like in the old days, they would build a barn and everybody would come to help build a barn. They didn't see who was building the biggest and most expensive barn. They helped each other in those communities. Today, it's a judgment. Well, I'm not going to help you because of ta-ta. But don't you think... And I, where I come from, and maybe your thinking is, is there, is uh, people um, today... Well, I guess it's because, well, well, what we're both probably having on our minds right now, because you brought up the election situation, is people who go out and abuse and put in danger other people's lives in front of our children, and then they wonder why the gangs are so dominant in our country and what's going on, because they're no different than the person going out to push and bully and force and test the other person. Now we're back to the brain. The brain has got to make a decision uh, of what, that, what you want and stand up for what you believe somebody's testing you um, to go how far. How far can a person push you? to go with your, the brain, the way you're, you've, you're thinking without being so complacent that they, they don't want to, they want to come to the round table and well, say, this I is, don't think this I should be burning those cars. I shouldn't be breaking those windows. I shouldn't be being paid to do what I do, uh, to go well, out and abuse and bully and, and life-threatening uh, disorder. Because the other countries of the world are looking at us as a country, I thought that country would come to the table and discuss it among themselves. Look what they're doing. They're being complacent. I think that people, I think people are complacent because they've, they're disconnected from their authentic selves. You know, you talk about the brain. The brain right. functions in a very specific way for each person. And if you abandon that with points of view about yourself, um, you know, Dr. Spock was a great guy, but he taught something that was really off. 
And what he taught is that you can't, don't let your child um, love himself. And I disagree with that. I believe that, um, <laughs> I believe now, that what people is, what do is, that. I remember I was in the era of Dr. Spock and I never used it, but um, what did you say Dr. Spock said what? He said, don't teach your child to love themselves because they'll get a, ba- they'll get a big head. Oh, and huh. that is, that's not true. I don't remember that. Huh. Yeah, I, I read it, actually. Well, I, <laughs> I was did, surprised because I, I was... For some crazy reason, I didn't pick up on that. Well, that was, that was good. But the truth is, and, but I think we have, we, have a, we have a society where people are comparing themselves to everybody else, and they don't love themselves. And they have abandoned their authentic self and and there and that's why these that passivity probably shows up and it's probably why people are so mean i don't think people are naturally mean i think if you went into a oh i agree with you i i totally agree with what i've learned and researched that that baby everybody has starts out as this baby that baby wasn't born to be a um, vicious bully. No. Um, being um, d- 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 bad-mannered, lack of courtesy no. with God's will. They're, 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 out, they're, they're a people who just haven't found their comfort in themselves, and they're vulnerable. Did yeah, I say that and, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you said it right. And it's, I need you to help me here. You know, I think some, like what happened to my three characters in my book, The Friendship Pot Affair, they had something happen to them that was, it just broke their hearts. Mm-hmm. And the pain was so huge that they just said to themselves, oh, we can't, this can't, I don't wish this on anybody. And so they kind of like drew a line in the sand. And sometimes that's what has to happen in order for things to change. And they changed everything. These three characters. Now, what was your what was your first book called? You're smarter than you think. Okay. Now, tell me a little bit about that one. Well, that one also inspires greatness in people. And what it does is it gives the if we, if we have an online training, so it gives the person two self-evaluations that lets them know how they were originally when they came in. It gives them information about who they really are, not who they thought they are because of how they experienced school. And it, when people experience this, I had a, a, a young kid, 18, I consider that young, um, who did this program this summer, and he was jumping around the room. He was so excited to discover this about himself that he had forgotten about. And when he got in touch with it again, it's like, 
I remember how I felt. It was like somebody had given me a gift, the best Christmas gift I could have ever asked for. You know something, too, Renee? I said to people, I got very involved in my research globally, and and I got involved with people in Tai Chi and Qigong and in China, too. And I've said to people, why isn't it we can learn to live with the will of God and whatever belief you want to believe, but... Your body is a guest living here, and you take your arms and you move away from it like you want to swim in the water vapor and move them out, and there's something magical and very important out there than you are. And I've had people with me, and I'll say, okay, take your arms and move them out like you're almost going to take a stroke and swim in the water vapor of the invisible water. How did you feel when you took your arms away from the body? And they said, oh, I felt so relaxed. I said, that's what it's all about. You've got to learn that you're not the most important person. There's something unknown and much more powerful than we are to follow. And that that the most exciting venture of Earth's life is to enjoy that. You couldn't be selfish if you forced yourself to be. You couldn't be a bully. You couldn't even be complacent because you're listening to the rhythm of the earth. And, you're, and you feel this love. Right. That is... Like you that kept saying is, today, it's a almost, magical, magical yeah. Yeah. reaction of yeah. that life. Yes. Beyond us. Beyond us, but including us. And that's what... I'm glad you said that, including... Including us. us, That, that, um, yeah. We are amazing. Now, I noticed that you got going, um, and uh, your husband passed away. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry to hear that. I lost a daughter a year ago. Wow. And to understand, uh, and I've lost my family, my brother... That, uh, that I'd mentioned, Stanford made a mistake uh, with a medication and he passed away uh-huh. and um, had situations that our time is over, darn. And, um, but it sounds like you're, you're giving classes. How do people find your website to come in and, and learn more? Well, what we have learned is that uh, students today really aren't interested in um, being more effective in the classroom. They have, mm-hmm. they become so passive, mm-hmm. they don't, they're not interested. But... So do you have a website that people could come to? Uh-huh. They can, it's what? called, you, it's, the website is youaresmarterthanyouthink.com. Youaresmarterthanyouthink.com. I like my, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one, uh, Renee. And, and then I one. have, let me give you my other website, which is where okay. my Friendship Pot Affair book is. Okay. And it's called InspireologyTales.com. All right. And people and who want to be you. inspired, yeah. I put out blogs and I put out weekly um, little uh, hints on how to inspire yourself. Yeah. When I was a kid, Renee, I was that personality I told you about. 
And my parents would say it. I never wanted to party. I've been getting hurt as long as I can remember. Anyway, uh, they'd say, you know, you're not old enough to go do that one yet or to do that yet. Don't, don't get that. And I, I'm 75 years old as of January. And Renee, could I ever be old enough to know enough? That's why I don't mind aging. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I hope someday I get smart enough to know who I think I am. <laughs> well, take my program and you're going to unearth. You're gonna oh. you're gonna unearth who you are that you well, you're not put on the shelf. I mean, did you know I'm in Grand Pass, Oregon? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're neighbors. We're not far. Yeah, but well, the I truth is, you, we, you enjoy your everything you do and your contribution to this uh, whole earth. And uh, I'd like to have you on another time if you decide you want to come on with another subject. I'd love to have you on. Okay, great. That you sounds have a wonderful. Great Thank you, you too. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, we're out of time. I want you to embrace your life every special moment, but also embrace somebody else's and always be fair to them. Don't be bullish or angry or outspoken. Just be fair. But Earth whispers to you, don't say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind for all those generations of children to come to know you cared about our earth too. You have a wonderful day and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.